listeners i am pratik chaudhary and welcome to cords podcast cords is one to one mentorship platform and today with our podcast we are here to inspire you so for today's podcast we have tapas adhikari with us graduated as computer science engineer in 2004 gaining 16 years of experience as software engineer and working with different companies like Dell, Novell, NetIQ and now currently working as UI manager at Microfocus. With all this, he's a blogger and a speaker too. Welcome Tapas, welcome to Cords podcast. How are you? Hey, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, great, great. So, uh, as far as I know, Software engineering means handling everything from design, development to testing and maintenance of applications. So why not you first tell something about yourself, your journey, and what exactly do you do? Then we can move to some of our specific questions that we have for you. Sure. So yeah, as you mentioned that I have started my journey in the year of 2004. It's kind of way back, if I think now, 16, 17 years back. Yeah. Um, I was passed out from attending college and then my first job was in Bangalore and uh, then I had to travel to Bangalore from a small town mm-hmm. um, in West Bengal that where, you know, I completed my study and engineering. Then I think the, the way back then, the software industry and the way people used to think about um, the work project and handling you know both people and work is very different than what we yeah. do today there are a lot of differences um, and probably you know with, with the type of skill type of tools technologies that evolved over the years things would have got uh, much more simplified today than what it used to be okay. um, my my first project i i remember like you know the company that i was in for, for an example it's like when you Used to when I used to enter to the office, the, the premise, I had to manually sign on a register. You know, there was probably no you know smart card and you know that sort of uh, thing. Uh, things were coming up, but it was it was not that much. But today, if we see, is like kind of security level. You know, mm-hmm. even security to your office premise security, security the way that enhanced is really really awesome. I have worked on kind of various projects. Um, you know, started. With uh, learning Java and then worked uh, on Java's project for quite a long time in my career, and then started liking the world of user interface and the user experience, and then kind of started exploring that area much more than what I used to do in- initially. And today, I feel that I'm, I've been continuing that journey, uh, but with maybe more professional gauge. Okay. So 16 years, a lot of years of experience. So uh, when did you decide that you want to go into only software engineering and not into any other stream? See, uh, being from a very um, kind of small town guy and, you know, way back in 2000 when I I joined first year of engineering, hmm. frankly speaking, I didn't have much exposure and idea than, than the people who have it today, right? Because okay. there's a lot of things been written, a lot of things been spoken about today uh, and the access to internet is also in India is like much, much better than what it used to be say, seven yeah. years back. So the exposure was not that much, but uh, somehow um, there was um, an hunger or uh, I would say I wanted to learn about, you know, computers, um, 
programming, things like that. A very, very basic exposure that whatever I had before yeah. I joined engineering. Um, that is somewhat, somewhat into there in the mind that, okay, I probably need to kind of try that out. But I never had an idea like, you know, I have to get into, say, computer science or uh, information technology kind of stream. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, uh, let's get into any kind of engineering, but uh, I would probably, uh, irrespective of whatever the engineering stream I'm getting into, I'll probably try doing my hands-on on learning computer, doing software and things like that. But luck favored. Um, I got into a good college with uh, computer science and engineering, and then um, that kind of started taking me on the path and the journey that uh, to become a software engineer, and everything just felt naturally after that. Mm, yeah, totally. So as a software engineer, uh, what projects uh, you were doing in your college, and uh, what do you think the newbies who are new to the industry should do? The, the, the What should be the side projects or college projects? Mm. Yeah, so the project that I worked on in my time um, was building a compiler. Mm-hmm. Okay, me and uh, some of my uh, friends were working on a project of building a compiler, and also another project was about doing some kind of FTP communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, see the thing is like you. One thing I would like to say is like um, it doesn't matter like what project you are doing um, or uh, you know what kind of technology that you are working on 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 a, on a particular project. Only thing that I would say is uh, don't limit yourself. I mean, uh, see if you think something to do with say um, AR or VR, you know, some kind of or some kind of augmented reality kind of yeah. project, um, you may not have the required equipment and the tool to do that, right? That could yeah. be a limitation that you might have. But you you are interested to do that. Um, I would say that if feeling an interest, uh, maybe you will have a friend or a senior or somebody around who will be able to lend you that instrument uh, for some time or the tool for some time. If not, you can probably think about buying it. If you can't buy, you borrow it. But don't uh, put yourself off from that idea or the project that you have. Right, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, because uh, once you do that, um, I have seen with my own experiences. Like once you put off uh, idea, or you think that okay, this is probably too big to kind of try out. Let's not try out. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes your habit. Okay, and you probably keep doing that even for uh, something small. You know, it becomes your own excuse that um, okay, I won't do this. Maybe there is something else. But hmm. try to evaluate, like, why exactly you are not doing this? Why exactly you are not doing that particular project? Or not really, what is the limitation? And see, like, how you can actually cross that particular limitation. Yeah. That would be really awesome thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. So nowadays, I would say, like, you can start picking things from the stream of maybe IoT, uh, Internet of Things, or something on the AR or VR side, or something on the maybe uh, machine machine learning side. There are, there are a lot of... Uh, Python-based. Uh, yeah, data science and all. Data science and all those are already available. If you, if if you are someone who is looking to explore the area of maybe the web technologies and uh, mobile technologies, that side of thing, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of opportunity today, right? You, know, yeah. you, you can learn Flutter, you can learn React Native, and try mm-hmm. to do something, some app, you know, which runs on all the platform on the mobile side. You can start learning about uh, Jamstack, which uh, you know helps you building uh, scalable, fast uh, websites or web applications. So there are various uh, ways that you can actually start looking into creating a project. Okay. 
So for a college student and someone who is already a working professional, should they both have a same kind of projects or they should have a different, different kind of projects? Um, they probably can, I, I would say that the, from the thought process wise, mm-hmm. that they can have same thought process. So yeah. Yeah, the idea of a project, uh, I don't think that there is, a, there is to be any kind of variation between a person who is already working in industry and mm. a, a person who is uh, just doing the engineering, right? Yeah. Uh, the thought process would be exactly same. Now, what would be probably the differentiator is the experience. Yeah. Uh, with experience, a person who is in the industry probably doing the things by learning and things like that, a, a person who is in the engineering mm-hmm. may not have that particular experience, right? So that's the yeah. only lacking part. And I don't think that that gap is too huge to yeah. complete a project for engineering, right? If you have the right thought process, you uh, today there are for skill building there are plenty of things available on, on the internet. You just yeah. know what is the right way to get them, what is the right way to search them, what is the right search uh, keyword probably, and you should have a good internet. And you you get it everything on your fingertips and start doing Exploring. those. Things. So I see, yeah, I see this is. It's pretty much the same. You don't have to differentiate that much. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you just have to explore and execute whatever the thought comes in our mind and just try. Absolutely. Absolutely. And okay. also you can connect, uh, you know, uh, this is another way that I have seen that uh, today a lot of startups are coming up uh, yeah. and a uh, lot of NGO kind of uh, people also, educational NGO kind of uh, folks mm-hmm. are coming up um, where they can connect you to one of the experts from the field. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you aspire to learn where you are doing your engineering, mm. um, you can also try to explore these kind of platforms, like where you can get connected to um, a, a, a specialist or someone. Mentor. Yeah, mentor who can yeah. mentor you for a month or so, and that's 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 really really awesome thing to yeah. learn from somebody who is working in the industry. Yeah, yeah. So as working with new entrants, uh, do you feel any skill that they lack right now that when you were new to the industry, the skill you have, but now it's fading out with time? I feel uh, today's interns are much more smart uh, than what I was. Uh, you know, they're, they're, mm. I've been handling interns for uh, quite some time now. This year also I'm expecting some of the interns to join in February. I mean, February. Uh, so um, I don't see that uh, things whichever they are lacking is a is a big thing, right? So one thing that I would, I would say that um, you know the technical expertise you are doing your engineering for four years and then you are uh, studying, getting good marks, getting getting placed into a good uh, company. Yeah. Uh, right. After after going through a lot of interview rounds, that mm. kind of nullify um, any doubts that. You you are probably good as you will be good as a programmer or a software engineer, mm. right? So that doubt gets nullified in that in that process itself. Okay. Where exactly the doubt remains or mm. the improvement area for any any individual is like how that individual is going to cope up, you know, with the expectations that a particular organization may have on that particular on on that individual, right? On that in, intern. Yeah. Right. right. Hmm. So it is it is very very easy to get lost because you see like per year how many engineering students are getting graduated a good portion of it probably getting job 
you know getting hired in the several product companies service companies yeah. right now how the, the moment you get an opportunity you hmm. have to find out a way that how you create your own specialization hmm. over a years so that you will not be lost in the crowd yeah right? people see, still know you for that something that you create for that your usp basically you create for yourself yeah um, your team member should know you for this usp your group uh, should know you maybe beyond and maybe beyond your organization people should know you for that particular usp and this cannot happen over the time you have to build it you know over the period period of time hmm. you may be that smart chap who who speak very well you know can organize a lot of events in the organization and help help doing that um maybe do a hackathon kind of uh, stuff or you may be somebody who can do prototype of certain things very well yeah. very quickly so that unique thing you find out um in yourself and that is going to be a great differentiator so my suggestion to all the interns even i'll keep speaking to my interns who have joined every year hmm. that try to find out that what is that usp in hmm. everybody is unique you, you will have your own usp and try to build on that so don't get really really lost in the crowd it, it it is not what you are meant to be yeah actually that was my next question like so many people graduate every year for from engineering and so many people are choosing the same profession and how one should not lose themselves in the crowd that was a, a very important question and the very good statement that uh, you gave here any any such point that you want to tell how one should not lose themselves in the crowd other than making a usp sure um so couple of suggestions i can give um to the uh, to the interns or the other newcomers to the industry is like yeah you from an organization doing a project or uh, being part of a software development team most of the cases what you learn you learn limited so it means that a project demands you to do something Hmm. you learn things around that area you execute that and the the way how much uh, better you execute by learning that that it has mind okay how efficient worker you are for the particular organization and it is applicable for both a startup or a big enterprise application you know uh, enterprise organization yeah. it, it is this kind of same right uh, you also innovate you also think about different ideas you also bring in um but what happen is like how you can make your yourself special or you can actually build certain things which is be different from others is like hmm. be part of a techni- technology community you know where people start discussing about uh, certain things which are which are of your area of interest maybe somebody's area of interest of learning on ai side or ml side or somebody yeah. on iot side somebody the web development or mobile development there are various hmm. things, right so be part of a technical community a technology community which keep discussing about it you can be in the listening mode for some time to understand like what exactly happening what people discuss but you need to step into more about contributor mode uh, as soon as possible so that you can contribute to those discussions you can contribute to uh, building certain value add uh, from your thought process point um, you learn a lot by doing this right and today yeah. there are there are various various platforms that available you know where you actually can start exercising some of mm. these uh, community building you know things then i would say that um irrespective of the experience that a person has uh, that person has to start doing certain side projects mm, yeah um, your 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 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 job 
uh, in an organization, be it software field or any other field, it is focused. It is focused on the delivery that you have to keep for that particular organization or that particular product or mm. project, whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. But there are things beyond that, right? Mm. And I, in my experience, I have seen a very, very uh, limited number of folks who are really feel very passionate about doing site projects. And the people who are actually doing that site project, they, they flourish much, much better than the others. It is because the site projects enable you to uh, live your passion. It enables you to do certain things you don't get a chance to do in your organization. Hmm. Uh, maybe you want to do something with uh, Python, but the project that you are working on, it demands you to maybe do something with the CC++. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you have to do that. You have to learn CC++, which is not wrong. Definitely you have to do that because they're paying you money and you have to do the job for the organization. Yeah. But um, if that project is, let's say, for six months or eight months, so it means that are you going to stop learning about your passion or doing your passion for those six to eight months? No. Mm. You got to learn it. And that's the way you get introduced to a lot of folks on the similar like-minded things, you know, outside of the organization, within your organization, to talk about it. And you grow, right? Yeah. So my two, three points would be be part of a community. Mm. Make sure you have a GitHub account. And mm. you have site projects in your know, GitHub account. Make sure you're part of maybe certain discussion in, in LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever it is, where and follow right people to get to know like their journey, what they're talking about, what is their experiences that they're sharing. You kind of take from that. Mm. And then once you have you know a baggage of learning resources that you have done, start sharing this. Mm. Start sharing this back to the community. So this this actually going to build a learning plus sharing cycle which is going to benefit you because you have to share so that you have to learn. And the more and more you share, you also become visible in mm -hmm. the community. Yeah. Uh, in the technology community. So yeah, these are the items I would say that can differentiate. That, that is the way you won't be lost in the crowd that probably 70, 80% of the crowd that is there today. Yeah. And it's a very good exercise for the brain too, the brainstorming yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like once we are done with all project part and everything, we have to move to our most important part of us starting our career. That is the very first interview. So for a college student, with what mindset they would prepare themselves to go for an interview? Yeah. So uh, maybe we won't talk about the te technical part of it because yeah. it is different. Hmm. But uh, one of the key parts for any interview, I would suggest is like, um, irrespective of the subject that you're taking, uh, most of the interviewer who comes to a college for any kind of placement and things like that, what they will be looking at is that the basis, how, how strong the basis, right? Yeah. So let's talk about maybe networking, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody would like to know, like, what is your best understanding on the networking uh, perspective than getting into too much um, of uh, complexity and things like that. So uh, my suggestion would be make sure that whatever you're learning, you always ask yourself the question of why, like why exactly you're learning it. I mean, mm. um, what is the purpose of learning? So if you're learning something, what is the purpose? You, you probably are you're learning some model or certain things. Why, why, why do you want to learn it? You know, what is the purpose behind it? Mm. Because when your yeah, interviewer is going to ask you a question, the interviewer's also purpose of asking that question to know, like, why do you think that you have learned, learned this particular thing? So getting into the base of it, basically. Mm. And second thing would be, be confident, right? How bad is your preparation is? How bad is your probably last night 
um or the or the moment before your interview doesn't matter hmm. uh, keep all this thing aside for a moment when you're in, entering that interview room hmm. you just think that you are the boss in that particular hour and hmm. be confident about yourself your capabilities your abilities in that particular moment even if if you are not not a person who stay very positive in in your life all the time hmm. um just wanted to say that uh being negative or uh, you know being less confident of things is not going to get you anything then trying to be positive about things which might get you a lot of things yeah so give it a try hmm. try to be positive uh try to be very confident even if your preparation is really really bad as per you or something really your mood is off because of something keep everything aside think hmm. you are the king and you are going to win this you know for next half an hour or 45 minutes have have that attitude so these are the two key things i think an interviewer always kind of keep looking at right if if an interviewer is asking you to solve a problem in an interview hmm. he or she is not looking at the perfect answer from that okay. this is what is going to be the answer why because the way you are going to solve a problem or write a logic hmm. i am going to solve it in different way yeah right <laughs> yeah right you might yeah you might use a a lesser loop than me i have used hmm. whole four 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 loops you would have used two four loops or three four loops and solve the problem right yeah. but our end outcome may be exactly the same right hmm. so there is no one track solution when an hmm. interviewer is giving a problem solving to hmm. to an interview that can you solve this problem mm-hmm. don't think that there is a one track solution that the interviewer is looking at what exactly the interviewer is looking at is your approach to the problem hmm the way that you are actually approaching this particular problem the way that you are thinking to mm-hmm. so it always makes sense when you are sitting in front of an interviewer in in your uh, placement interview you think loud if you know the solution of a problem is very good you straight forward but in most of the cases i think you won't know because those problem statement also will be very unique that an interviewer gives yeah so think very loudly talk through the problem talk to your interviewer think uh, articulate your thought process what you are thinking about it why you are thinking in that way that mm. is what make you get the job mm. not mm. you are keeping quiet and, and maybe after 15 20 minutes you are you are saying that you don't know how to solve this or this is a better way to solve this right mm. so that doesn't show that because in in your in your regular work in your office culture also this is what exactly you are doing you will be doing you with your peers you will be discussing on a whiteboard about a particular problem hmm. saying yeah. okay we can design it in this way this is the probably pitfalls or the advantages this is the way are, okay this is our design that we locked locked into and let's go go ahead with the implementation hmm. your interview will really appreciate if you show the similar kind of uh, attitude in the interview also like think loud with him and try to get into solution hmm. cool so there have been surely a lot of changes after covid so any such major changes that you see after covid i think lots and uh, nobody was prepared for this uh, yeah. uh, this thing and it just came all of a sudden and i i used to the main change that happened at least in the indian culture is the perspective that we used to look into our employer and the employees hmm. you you must be seeing you know or must be hearing that there are a lot of ways we are actually accommodating in ourselves for remote working right hmm. yeah many of the organizations were not ready for doing work from home or that kind of cultural yeah. shift right yeah. for covid today uh, it's been almost 8 to 9 months mm. that we are working from home in the maximum cases is like without complaint mm. so one 
thing that we have learned is like when the time comes and we have to adjust to a particular mm-hmm. situation we are really we are able to do very well right? yeah. we, are, we are capable of doing we, we, are, we are very adaptable very adaptable and yeah. we must have heard that many of the organizations even saying that uh, after post covid also it's fine to work from home yeah. uh, we are probably you know cutting down our number of offices it's okay for people to kind of work from home mm. that kind of culture right? yeah so i guess that is a very big learning that uh, the way we can adapt as you correctly said mm. and um, the way that we used to communicate that is think like you know without seeing a particular colleague or meeting him in a without meeting him in a room our work cannot progress Mm. with the kind of tools and technologies that we have today we are able to progress it very well you know i i see it it is happening really really well and it is making us really productive also in that way because in many of the cities where the software companies are condition of the traffic and things like that are really poor used to kill lot of hours on the road and mm. that hour at least we can give back for learning something you know for our passionate i told about the site project right things like that that we can actually ignite and uh, can do however there is a downside also i think um, people also burning themselves uh, by working a lot of over hours and things like that mm. um that something should be checked should not be really over burning um initially when the covid thing started there, there were certain hiccups in terms of hiring mm. like many of the companies were freezing the hiring that they won't be hiring because we don't know like how our customers are going to impact because at the end of, at the end of it it's a business yeah to true. make money right if your customers are impacted if they are getting into a shell um, your organization is not making much money so they won't be able to invest on hiring people hmm. but after last eight to nine months when things are changing we are seeing that the hiring and things like that can getting started right hmm. uh, because we found a way around to interact with our customers customers found a way around to uh interact and put the budget to get the business going right so yeah. hiring and all are spent up because everyone wants to keep going and going to, nobody wants to stop now nobody wants to stop because yeah. it is kind of a reality that covid is here it stayed almost a year now hmm. and we there is no vaccine now so we don't know like how long it is going to stay hmm. but we have to really move on Hmm. So any specific skill set that industry required right now from a newbie new entrants who are coming to the industry which was not before covid which was not a requirement before covid see uh, one of the thing that i would say again i won't go get into the technical part because that we need to build but i would suggest couple of things like before covid in an organization people used to see you physically hmm. you your body language and all the suspects were quite visible hmm. for somebody to gauge like you know how how to be with you as a as a peer as a as a manager or as a coworker mm-hmm. right yeah with, with covid situation that things have diminished to great extent because you are not meeting people physically Mm. so it's very difficult to read someone's body language and not every meeting happens sharing the video screen right mm, there, there are many meetings that are without uh, sharing video screen so we have to go by your voice and things like that right the body language the way that we probably move our hands body or eyes or interacting with someone mm. that also build lot of trust in your between your coworkers and things like that mm-hmm. so that yeah. part while that part is completely missing because of mm-hmm. the situation because you will be remote working and things like that mm-hmm. what you have to do is like you have to know how you provide your workout to your stakeholders your seniors or your peers in much more informative way i think that is one 
change that we have to bring in and uh, whole industry is learning about okay. so when a newcomer is coming to this particular industry they have to be more better in terms of their soft skills you know how to mm. handle people how to uh, get back to somebody on uh, you know work completion mm. how how not to get stuck or waiting for something miracle to happen yeah. when you are really stuck then how mm. to approach a member of the team how mm. to build the rapport with someone when you are not there physically in the office these are the things probably to focus on because mm. that in turn going to solve a lot of other problems that you are going to face you know mm. if somebody you are not building rapport with that person may not give you time to get you out of that you know technical thing that you were stuck for last two days Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to know like how to build that rapport you have know, to know like how to work around things you have to know like how how to be unofficial in a in an official culture you know mm, and these are the challenges true. that we have in the covid time uh, mm. otherwise things would have been completely mm-hmm. great great so it was such an insightful session with you tapas being less positive about things is not going to give you a lot of things but then try being positive which might give you a lot of things that's such a beautiful line you said how not to get stuck or how to be an unofficial in an official culture it was such a great experience with you tapas thank you so much thank you very much thanks thanks for having me yeah looking forward to thanks with this i would like to conclude our podcast of the day and we bring you every monday new inspirational stories stay tuned podcast cons